The A's made a bunch of moves on Sunday. They, they optioned some guys, they reassigned some players, they released somebody. We're going to talk about all of those players. And then also, uh, so, some things are kind of heating up in these... Uh, in the starting pitcher battle. And then finally, we're going to talk about the importance of Manny Pena being okay to go on opening day today on Locked on A's. You are Locked on A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's fans? And welcome to episode 541 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's show, we are going to be talking about Hogan Harris and J.J. Blade and all of the, the players that were optioned, as well as Lawrence Butler. Uh, and then we're going to talk about uh, just like the importance of some of that stuff. Uh, a couple of guys got reassigned, but they could be up a little bit later this season. And then uh, in the second segment, we're talking about James Caprilli and making his first spring start. We're talking about Ken Waldachuk making his latest spring start, which wasn't great. Uh, and then also JP Sears looked good. Is he, sh- should I put him in my rotation? He's going to be in the big leagues, but should he be in the rotation? We're going to talk about all that. And then finally, we're wrapping up with Manny Pena, Manny Pena today on Locked On A's. Uh, but before we get into anything, so thank you so much for making Locked On A's your first lesson of the day. We're free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube. If you're on YouTube right now, uh, subscribe if you haven't already. Uh, leave us a comment down below. Give us a little thumbs up, a like as they call it. Uh, do all those things. And uh, if you've already done those things, uh, thank you so much. We, we really appreciate that. Uh, but also, make sure to follow us on social media, at LockedOnAs on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at ByJasonB on Twitter. Uh, check out Inside the A's for more A's news, insight, and analysis coming your way. Whenever A's news happens, it's at Inside the A's. Or uh, if you're a URL typer, it's MLB. No, it's not MLB. It's SI.com slash MLB slash athletics. Uh, but let's get into just... The, the flurry of moves that the A's made on Sunday night. Uh, first off, they, they optioned six players. Those six players are Hogan Harris, Jonah Bride, Jordan Diaz, Dermis Garcia, J.J. Bladé, and Lawrence Butler. Let's talk about those six real quick. Hogan Harris, uh, he was added to the A's 40-man roster to protect him from the Rule 5 draft over the winter. So he's, he's in the realm of being a piece that the A's can use at the big league level. He's not there yet. He, that's all. He's just not there yet. He's dealt with some injuries. He's hoping to be healthy this season. He's kind of like Mason Miller from the left, uh, is how I put him in my head, at least. Uh, he pitched three games for the A's this spring, went four and two-thirds innings, had an 11.57 ERA. So wasn't a great spring for him. So he's going to go over to AAA. He's going he's gonna to work on some things. Maybe we'll see him a little bit later this season. Joe DeBride. Um, he, friend of the podcast, great guy. He started 0 for 11 this spring, and that was not great. I, he probably didn't have like a spot on the roster necessarily with some of the acquisitions and uh, signings that the A's have made, but starting 0 for 11, not a great start, uh, especially when you're getting so few opportunities. I believe he ended up with 15 at-bats at the end of things. Uh, he hit 125. One of those, one of the, one of the ones was a home run, uh, and that was, yeah, uh, that came on Sunday, I believe, and then they, then they, Moved him down to AAA. Uh, but he did have a 333 on base, even though he wasn't hitting. 333 on base because he walked four times and struck out just twice. That That's Jonah Bright in a nutshell. 
He might not do some of the things that you want, but he's going to get on base for you. And uh, I, I like Jonah Bread. I gotta say, uh, Jordan Diaz, he is currently playing with Team Columbia right now, and I, I've expressed that uh, I, I didn't think that he'd be on the opening day roster, partially because he's going to be with Team Columbia, and, all, and but in, in concert with the fact that the A's want to see him do better playing a position, probably second base, that's where he's been playing, um, and him not being in camp for them to see firsthand could could have an impact. Not saying that like playing for Team Columbia is the the thing. It's that they want him to work on something and they don't get the eyes on him. So I could see him, you know, just being a Triple A for a little bit until they feel comfortable with him at second base, and then he's gonna be he's gonna be back up. Uh, he went five for fourteen <laughs> this spring. That's a three fifty seven batting average, and uh, he he's good. The the thing is gonna be defense. How well is his defense translating? There there was a. a gif for i guess it was a highlight uh that made the rounds of his diving stop and uh for team columbia so he's doing okay he, he can make diving stops jordan diaz uh derby's garcia he is working on a new uh loading technique in his swing i think that he's still kind of getting used to it uh he had three hits and 20 at bats i think and they were all singles and he is a he's a masher not a single he's a masher get out of here with those singles dermies um but that said, the thing that I have told him to, to work on, or, you know, said that he should work on, I didn't tell him. Uh, <laughs> just be rude. Who am I? Because uh, he struck out 44% of the time last year uh, in the big leagues. He struck out just 30% of the time in spring trading. And so if he can continue to strike out just 30% of the time, maybe 25% of the time in AAA, because uh, then it'll go up slightly when he gets back to the majors. But uh, if he can keep that strikeout rate, you know, reasonable, I think that he could be back in the majors before too long. He's a good bat. I like him. I like Dermis Garcia. I would love to see more of him in green and gold. Uh, then we got J.J. Blade. He went 8 for 28. That's a 286 batting average. Uh, he, he was acquired in the A.J. Puck trade from the Miami Marlins. He's a fourth overall pick in 2019. He's a good, he's a good player. I, I think he's going to be good. He also struck out 11 times in 28 at-bats. So he's going to have to work on that. And I've said the whole time, since the moment he got acquired, that he's probably going to start off in AAA because he has, one, options. Uh, two, he's a lefty bat, so you can't really platoon him with the other lefty that is probably going to get platoons, potentially. And that's Seth Brown. Even though Seth Brown would like to shed the platoon label, he, he's, the, he's the guy that you can platoon with, I think. So uh, just having another lefty bat doesn't necessarily make sense in that regard. Um, and J.J. Blade seemed like he might have been rushed a little bit through his time in the Miami system. So let him get his... He just got traded for like a month ago. Let, let him get his bearings a little bit and then bring him up to Oakland when he's going to be able to stay in Oakland. You don't want to just have him sit on the bench because he's not going to be a starting outfielder. He'd be like a fourth guy. So have him get regular reps. That's what's going on here. He, he, he'll be fine. Um, and then uh, the, the, all those guys going to Vegas. Going to Midland, which is going to be surprising to a lot of people that don't pay attention to A's baseball regularly, uh, judging by the stats. But Lawrence Butler is going to double-A because he hasn't played there yet. So there's that. Uh, he went 11 for 20 this spring, which is ridiculous. That's a 550 batting average. He had four doubles, a triple, a home run, two stolen bases. He walked four times, struck out just three times. He was great. He had a great spring. He had a great camp with the A's. Uh, he's going to be playing for Midland. And, I mean, I don't know that this is a hot take, but uh, I, I, judging off of 
the, the little the little uh, sample size that we got here. But people are going to be wondering why he is not a top 100 prospect before very long. He is electric. Every time he was on the field, he did something. Whether it's a, a diving catch or just getting the offense moving because they hadn't been doing much. Lawrence Butler is, he's that guy. I cannot wait for New Oakland to arrive in in actual Oakland. That would That's going to be a good time. Uh, and then we got four players that were reassigned. That is Yasiel uh, De La Cruz. He, he hadn't played, so he was uh, signed out of the break. Well, not out of the break. So he was a minor league free agent. He didn't pitch in camp, but uh, he's... He's like a post-type uh, former prospect. I think he was like number 15 or something like that in the Brave system a couple years ago. So interesting guy. He hasn't pitched, but, you know, interesting. Uh, Garrett Williams, I mentioned him as somebody who could be an option for the A's bullpen uh, with, when Kirby Sneed went down. And I don't know that that's necessarily going to be the case. Uh, I mean, obviously he got reassigned, so that's not it. Uh, he... He, he was the lefty option, uh, other than Jake Fishman, who is currently playing for Team Israel. And... Uh, he needed to not walk guys. He walked a few guys. He went uh, three and two-thirds innings pitched, walked three, so almost one inning. He hit two batters, and he struck out three. Somehow he had a 2.45 ERA. So the results were good, but the, the process wasn't quite there. And uh, we're going to have to see a little bit better results, I think, more consistent results from him in AAA before he gets called up to the majors. Uh, what that does for the A's uh, bullpen, I, we talked about it, you know, last week, week before. Um, I, I think that it's Drew Steckenrider is going to be taking Kirby Snead's spot. That, that's my thoughts. So, spoiler alert. Uh, and then we got Yohel Pozo. Uh, I think it's Yohel. It might be Joe Hell because that's what the radio guys said, but I can't find a pronunciation guide anywhere. So, uh, Pozo. He played for the Rangers uh, before. Talked about him a little bit at Inside the A's. Uh, he's a contact bat. He's a, he's a good contact bat. He has some experience, like 20 games in the big leagues. Um, he went three for 14 with the A's in spring in in camp. Uh, had two doubles, and I think that he's basically their third string catcher if somebody gets hurt early on in the season. Uh, there are other options, I, I think, and we'll you know. I'm not. I'm just gonna plug it later. Uh, I, I wrote about the A's catching depth currently um, over at Inside the A's, so go check out that piece. Uh, it, it, I think it's titled something like "Manny Pena's Step to Return," and that's kind of what we're gonna be talking about in the third segment. But I, I also went in depth a little bit on the A's catcher depth and. Uh, basically, if somebody goes down, what the timing for each player to get called up would be, and I think Pozo was first in line, but. Only for the next couple of months, potentially. So that's something to keep in mind. And then uh, last player that got reassigned was Trenton Brooks. Uh, he's another minor league signing. Um, he went two for 11 with a home run, four RBI. One of those, uh, I mean, three of those RBI were on a on a home run that he hit against the Rangers. So that, that was fun. Uh, but yeah, he's a, he's a depth option. He'll be. He's an interesting depth option. But he's a depth, shot, depth option. And then the A's also released Ernie Clement, who went 1-for-18 with the A's in Oakland down the stretch last season. He was 2-for-11 this spring. Um, he seems like a cool guy. I think he's from Buffalo because he's a Bills fan, um, and it was always cold on his Instagram stories. Uh, he seems nice, but uh, he he's just not going to be around. And I think that part of the reason why uh, the A's just ended up releasing him after reassigning him uh, last week is because uh, they don't necessarily have a spot for him in AAA either. Like, they don't have a spot for him uh, at the big league level, for sure. But at AAA, they're not going to be able to play him much either, which is wild because the A's are a bad team. But, uh, yeah, I, here are some... I mean, they, they got three catchers. 
So uh, Soderstrom is one of them, technically. Uh, and then you got Pozo. And then you got uh, Kyle McCann, who's still playing in spring games. Um, and so you got three catchers. So that means that Soderstrom, who's probably a first baseman out of the out of those guys, uh, is going to be playing more first base, where you also have Dermis Garcia and also uh, Kevin Crone. I always forget which one is the dad and which one's the son. But uh, yeah, you got three first basemen over there. And then at second base, you got Jordan Diaz and Zach Geloff. So, and those are two guys that you kind of want to give playing time to. And then at third base, you got Brett Harris and Jonah Bride. And maybe even Zach Geloff if Jordan Diaz is playing second. There's just not space for Ernie Clement. It is the unfortunate uh, aspect here. So I, I think that that's kind of what happened here. And also, uh, I mean, I... I'm going to say it because he's Kevin Smith is another potential guy that could be manning some of these spots. He could also be at shortstop. So who knows? But uh, Kevin Smith is on my opening day roster. So uh, but he's he's not a sure thing. He could also be down in AAA taking up some of these reps. And so, yeah, there's just no spot for Ernie Clement. And I think that they would have been like. We're not sending you to double A. That's just rude. So here, see if you can find another opportunity is how I imagine that happened. Um, so yeah, there's there's that. That's everything that happened. Coming up, we're going to be talking about James Caprillion making his first start. Ken Walichuk maybe playing his way out of a, a, a rotation spot. And then JP Sears looking pretty good. Coming up on Locked on Ace. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wage for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available, and that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. All you got to do is add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rank LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. And you know, it's all about being fast. You got to do things fast. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockedonmlb. That's linkedin.com slash lockedonmlb to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to the Locked On Ace podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts, but especially on YouTube because we are trying to get to 1,000 subs by opening day. We're like 70 away. We're we're in the home stretch. We're like two weeks away. Can we do it? I. That's up to you. That's legitimately up to you. And if you've already subscribed, uh, thank you again. But comment down below because that helps the YouTube algorithm find other fans uh, like yourself that might also like this content. So uh, do and also like the content, like the do the do the thumb, do the thumb. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about some of the the recent starters that uh, I know that Shintaro Fujinami had an interesting start today. Uh, Kyle Muller came on in relief, went four and a third. He looked okay until, like, the, the end. But um, we're, we're going to talk about some guys from over the weekend, and then we'll catch up with the Monday action on tomorrow's show. But James Caprillion, uh, that, that's the big one right there. He made his spring debut after having uh, shoulder uh, shoulder surgery in the in the offseason. He's been, you know, pitching on the, on the backfields, doing some stuff, getting ready, facing, uh, you know, batting practice guys. Uh, but 
he got into a, into a game. It was the one game that was not televised that day, but he got into a game. Uh, he went one and two thirds innings, uh, gave up one hit. He walked three and he struck out five. So obviously his command was not great. Uh, not, 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 let's not say not great. It was not consistent. It was not consistent because he walked three guys. It's wild. Uh, so there's that. But he also struck out everybody, too. So there's that. Uh, he, he got five outs, and they were all via strikeout. So what to make of that? No idea. Uh, it seems like uh, he's got some, some good stuff. Hopefully, he's pitching more going into this season like he ended last season because he was amazing last season. Uh, some of those were just against the, the Mariners, but eh, he was good against the, the Angels and the and the uh, Astros. That was the other game. Uh, he was okay the last four starts there. So, And if he doesn't do okay uh, to start the season, threaten to put him back in the bullpen, see if see if he's better after that. I don't know. Seemed, seemed to work last year is all I'm saying. <laughs> but let's talk about J.P. Sears, who uh, pitched on the same day, Sunday, as... Uh, I was going to say Ken Waldachek. No, as James Caprelli. They pitched the same day. But uh, J.P. Sears' start was televised. Thanks, Giants. Uh, you don't need to give us the broadcasters, too, but thanks, Giants. Also, uh, is Hunter Pence, like, in their booth now? Is he, like, is he doing that now? Or no? I, I don't really care. I'm not going to watch more Giants games because Hunter Pence is there. I just thought it was interesting. Anyways, J.P. Sears. He went five innings pitched, which is solid. That's what you want to see from a pitcher at this point in camp, he's got, he was effective with his pitches. We'll talk about that here in a second. Uh, but he gave up three hits, two runs, walked one, struck out six. Not bad for J.P. Sears. Uh, Wilmer Flores was really his nemesis in this game because Wilmer Flores went two for two with a, a home run and two RBI. That's basically the blemishes on J.P. Sears' record right there. Uh, except for the one walk. He walked one other guy. Um, and then one of the hits, I believe, I, I forget, there was one guy in, in the fifth inning. He let them on. I think it might have been the, the walk. And then uh, he immediately picked them off. He, di he didn't even throw a pitch. He just picked the guy off. <laughs> and that was it. That was the inning. Uh, and I thought that that was really funny. So, uh, really, Wilmer Flores uh, di did a number on J.P. Sears. And I believe that Wilmer Flores is a lefty masher, if I'm not mistaken. I might be mistaken, but I don't think I am. Uh, so... Yeah, you know, that's Wilmer Flores for you, I guess. Uh, J.P. Sears looked really good. Could, could he be part of the rotation? I mean, if he pitches like that, maybe. Uh, but I still feel like I have him in my bullpen currently. It it just makes it Because also, the A's need uh, a second lefty, and J.P. Sears would be the second lefty. Uh, and with Kirby Snead out, they don't have three lefties. So I feel like two is good, and J.P. Sears can give you length. He could be that sixth starter that the A's have like, kind of talked about a little bit. Um, so I, I think that J.P. Sears to the to the bullpen makes sense uh, just in, in the long-term aspect of everything there. Because you, you want him at the big league level. You don't want him down in AAA. But uh, speaking of somebody who might go down to AAA, that's Ken Waldachuk. He has not had a great spring training so far. And it's, you know, obviously it's the first three starts. You could be working on stuff. J.P. Sears himself has been working on stuff. Uh, he wasn't like throwing his new slider to righties until I, I believe uh, this last game, his fourth start or his fourth game. So, yeah, it, it sometimes... It takes a minute to get in. It's not how you start. It's how you finish in spring training. That is very, very true. That is a, that is a real thing. I'm not just saying that. It's a, re it's a real thing because, uh, 
you're knocking some rust off the first couple of times. But Kevin Waldachuk has not been great. Uh, so far this spring, he has gone six innings total. Total. Uh, keep in mind, J.P. Sears just went five in his last start. <laughs> uh, Ken Waldachuk has gone six total, nine hits, seven walks. That's the concerning part right there. He struck out just four. Uh, so that's none of that's great. And so that led to a 267 whip. And that small sample size, obviously, very small sample size. But uh, nine hits and seven walks. That is uh, 16 guys on base in six innings. I didn't even look up if he hit anybody. So that's not great. And his last start, he it, it was slightly better, I guess, because he went three and a third. That's great. Uh, but he gave up four hits, four runs, walked three, struck out just one. And that's... It's concerning. It, last time it was, I, I don't know that he's, you, you know, being economical with his pitches. Now it, it's still that, but it's the walks that I'm concerned about. Um, I don't know. It is How he does in his next start, I guess, is going to determine a lot for me. If I'm fully taking him out, because right now uh, he's, he's off to the side and there's just nobody in that fifth spot. Um, there's some options. There's definitely some options because right now it looks as though it could come down to either Kyle Muller or Adam Muller. Both of those guys have done fairly well. Uh, Muller is, you know, a lefty and the A's could use a lefty in the rotation. <laughs> uh, he, so I could see them doing that. They could also put JP Sears there because he's pitched well, but Adam Muller, he's got the experience and he's looked like a new pitcher. I don't think that you should take him out of contention because of his handedness. Adam Allers looked really good, so it could be Adam Allers' game to lose right now, but we're going to see how the next couple of weeks go. Everybody's got probably three more appearances, three more starts uh, to get get some more action in, so we'll see what happens there. But coming up, we're talking about Manny Pena and why he's important to the A's in 2023. There are some minor technical difficulties there, so I'm going to read this ad again. Today's ad is brought to you by Built Bar. Uh, the Built March Madness bracket is here, and we know that you have a favorite bar or puff, and now is your time to make it count. Go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorites. You know I'm going to be voting for the Coconut Brownie Chunk Bar because it's absolutely amazing. And if you want the A's to win, then you'll be voting for that bar as well. Support your team, support your bar or puff, and when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you will be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky Locked On listeners will get a free box of Built. Not only that, but one lucky fan will win a 12-month subscription to Built to have Built Best Bars or Puffs or Puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. You got to try Built. Built is the best protein bar ever. Seriously, they're so amazing that you won't even know that they're good for you. What makes Bilts and Puffs so good? Well, for starters, they are covered in, uh, they're, they're sorry, they're, they're covered in chocolate, but they're high in protein and low in sugar as well. That's right. Real chocolate and protein and not a lot of sugar. It's They're, they're great for you, you guys. So run to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote for your, your favorite every day in March. So hop in and support your pick. Everybody has a favorite Built Bar. What's yours? Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am by Jason B on Twitter. Check out Inside the A's for more A's news, insight, and analysis coming your way whenever A's news happens. It's at Inside the A's or SI.com slash Locked On. That was bad. SI.com slash MLB slash 
Athletics. Uh, could you tell that I just did an ad read right there? And I was like, yeah, everything's just slash locked on. Uh, also, I thought that I hit unpause before I read that ad read twice. Uh, it, it, I didn't. So there was a weird like, huh? <laughs> I was like, oh no, I, I'm live again. So sorry about that. Uh, but I don't know how to edit video. So here we are. Anyways, let's talk about Manny Pena, you guys. <laughs> then we'll just get the heck out of here and go, go about our weeks. Uh, Manny Pena is set to play on Tuesday, according to Matt Kawahara of the San Francisco Chronicle. Uh, it was at the bottom of one of his pieces uh, in the in the Briefly tab. Uh, I find those things very informative. I like Briefly tabs. Uh, he was acquired in the Sean Murphy deal. He's a catcher, okay? He's a 35-year-old catcher. That's what you need to know. He was acquired in the Sean Murphy deal. That's something else you need to know. And he's basically brought in to be the veteran presence as a backstop behind Shea Langoliers. That's, that's his role, is just back up Shea Langoliers, provide insights, and uh, be be good sometimes. That's all he needs to do, and stay healthy. Uh, that's that's going to be potentially the tricky part. Uh, he missed all of last season due to a wrist injury. He had wrist surgery, missed the whole season. Uh, he had surgery in May, I believe, like May 11th, so... He was out for a while, and he didn't play a lot before that. In 2021, that's the last season that he did play, uh, he hit 189, which doesn't sound great, but it gets better. Uh, with a 293 on base, that's a lot better. Uh, and that turned out to a 96 WRC+. plus. That's just 4% below league average. That's not bad for a backup catcher who's kind of a veteran presence for you. So not a bad bat to have. Not, not a great bat, but not a bad bat to have. Uh, and he also had a 10.6% walk rate, which is why his on-base was so high. And, I mean, not, like, just 18% uh, strikeout rate, but, you know, a modest 18.3% strikeout rate. That's not bad for a backup catcher, you guys. That was good for one and a half uh, Fangraphs war, so good. Good player. One and a half war for a backup catcher. Love it. He, he got, had like 200 plate appearances. It's not like he was playing that much. That's a good player. If he, if he can do that, that's a good player. Uh, he was the... StatCast has a new thing uh, over at Baseball Savant for catcher blocks or blocking stuff. Um, and in 2021, he was the 12th best catcher according to uh, blocks, bl blocking catcher... Blocks above average. That's the one. Uh, he had seven blocks above average. And he was 12th out of 70 catchers who had at least a, a thousand, you know, attempts. So, or opportunities to block. And so, he's he's been good. He's been good. And uh, that's that seven blocks was in uh, roughly 50 games. 50, like, 452 innings. Like, that's roughly 50 games. So, he's up there among, like, starting catchers. Like, all the starters right there. And he's putting up these numbers in just limited action. So he's a good blocker, you guys. Uh, and I, I did, I ran some numbers and on a per opportunity basis, he was just as good as Sean Murphy, maybe even a little bit better than Sean Murphy at blocking balls while being roughly league average with the bat. That's a valuable guy right there. And the A's, I don't know if you guys know this, uh, maybe first time listening, but uh, this is a very inexperienced pitching staff that the A's have. They've got some veterans like James Caprelli and Paul Blackburn um, and guys that have pitched in the big leagues before like Drew uh, Rasinski, but Shintaro Fujinami, new guy. He has a, a, a darting splitter, and uh, I, I can see Manny Pena being uh, good for that. Good good for a splitter in the dirt. like to see what happens there. So yeah, 
Uh, they, they got a lot of inexperienced guys, both in the bullpen and also in the rotation. Manny Pena could be a very big piece for the A's because of his blocking ability and also just being a veteran who's had like 10 seasons. He's been around a while, you guys. And I think that uh, he's not going to be talked about a lot, but I think that he's going to play a big role in this on this team and in this clubhouse moving forward. So hopefully... Uh, Tuesday goes okay. He's been dealing with calf soreness, and uh, he can he can play some games because he's he hasn't in a couple of weeks. And I would like to see him do well and be on this team. Uh, if he's not, and you know him or Shea Lingleers goes down at some point this season, I got a whole piece over it uh, inside days talking about the A's catcher depth because they only got two guys on the forty man roster right now that are technically catchers. Jonah Bryant is. He's had some catching experience, but is he going to be like brought up to be one of the A's catchers? No. No. But I, I didn't mention him in the piece either. So the A's got some catcher options, but when an injury occurs would have a big role, I think, uh, in who gets called up. So go over to Inside the A's or si.com slash MLB slash athletics uh, and read that one or just follow Inside the A's on Twitter. It's just, it's at Inside the A's. All the articles are up over there or at by Jason B for me or at Locked on A's. I, I tweet them from all of them. Just follow all of them. Then you'll never miss an article that way. Uh, but thank you guys so much for making the Locked on A's your first listen of the day. Uh, again, subscribe to the YouTube channel because uh, that really helps. We are trying to get to 1,000 subs by opening day. Uh, but for your second lesson, go check out Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Win your league by listening to Matt and Dom every day as they bring you the best fantasy draft strategies. Find Locked On Fantasy Baseball wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. But that's all that I got for you guys today. So until next time, go out and celebrate good times, Ace fans. I will talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>